gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to another episode of Only Bruins. It's your boy, Downtown Boosie, back at it again, going solo, dolo, and this episode is brought to you by Black and Gold Productions, LLC. What up, what up? And holy shit, man, the Bruins have not dropped off since I last recorded, and I am fucking psyched the Bruins are six in one sitting at top of the standings with none other than Bruce Cassidy's team the Vegas Las Vegas Golden Knights I guess they want to be called and you love to see that the Bruins 12 points Vegas 12 points granted we have a game in hand they're six and two we're six and one and uh, the the boys are buzzing the boys are buzzing and it's another great episode to record because no negative Nancy shit over here, boys, ladies and gentlemen, sorry. And um, it, it's just an exciting time. Again, I, f- I feel like a broken record at this time. At Again, I feel, holy shit, boys, I feel like a broken record again. There you go, Boosie. Give yourself a pat on the back. And... Uh, yeah, I mean, guys, we ain't skipping a beat. Marshy who? McAvoy who? I'm just kidding. Those those are two studs. We fucking need them. And uh, but the boys, the boys are doing a great job. Uh, at, I mean, they won three games since we last spoke. Since I last recorded, uh, Allmark has started all three of them. And has looked phenomenal. Granted, I did not see any of the Minnesota game this past weekend. He had 18 saves. He let up three goals. It is what it ain't, baby. It happens. But he can't. He can't stop every fucking puck. But I don't know, man. The way he's playing, fuck. It might be. It might be possible. It might be possible. Never say never. And um, it, it's just. I mean. If you're trying to nitpick at this team or or what, like you you can't really find stuff to nitpick them for. I mean, I guess the power play, the power play has been borderline atrocious. Besides Pasta getting that sweet power play goal last night, the little snip over the glove uh, glove side shoulder, and uh, that's that's Pasta at his and he. I mean, that goal has been locked in all season. I'm not. Excuse me, I'm not even going to try to say his freaking name because it's just I you you guys have already heard me the first few minutes of this episode. I'm having a tough time getting words out as it is, baby. Another great week, another three and zero week since I last recorded. Uh, fuck that Ottawa game. I'm glad they, uh, you know, short term memory for those boys over there because they came back that Thursday night on home ice against Lindholm's old team, baby. <coughs> Excuse me. Against Lindholm's old team, and they beat the Ducks two to one in a uh, in a shootout. And none other than our boy Taylor Hall, who's getting real fucking hot right now. I mean, if maybe a week or two ago we could have nitpicked this dude and say, okay, maybe he's still injured, something's not right. But this dude, he's uh, he's been thriving. He got. 30 save I don't even know if I mentioned this already. 30 saves were for our boy Allmark. Not only this, Allmark's 5 and 0 on the season. 
five and fucking oh on the season. I'm recording Wednesday, by the way, and uh, this will drop Thursday morning, Wednesday night, whatever. And I imagine Thursday against, I think it's Detroit. Yeah, Detroit. That you'll see uh, Swayman get in there because if I don't know if you start all mark four straight games, uh, it could send a bad message to Swayman. And you do want to get I as great as Allmark's been playing, I still want to see the fifty fifty split, fifty five forty five split, whatever you want to do. I, I I'd still like to see it pretty even come the end of the season. It would make me just feel better going into the playoffs. No one wants a tired goalie. There's not many, if any, Vasilevskis out there right now. So. Yeah, he he. The dude's been buzzing. Had thirty saves. Did not let up a single fucking goal in the shootout. And when they won, he made that last save. You saw that fist pump. The dude, the leg kick, I guess you can say too. The dude was fucking jacked up. And as as if every fan should have been. I mean, fucking hell of a game from him. Not a little bit of a boring game, I would say, but hey, a win's a win. Uh, Taylor Hall opened up the scoring for the boys. Got a second of the year that night. Of course, uh, Frank Vitrano scores for a uh, for the Ducks, who I I honestly didn't even realize till the I saw the rosters that night that Frank Vitrano signed with the Ducks in the offseason. I it just feels a little random, um, but hey, he 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 had a hell of a season last year. The dude got paid, good for him, and uh, he got his third of the year against us and. Yeah, that stung a little bit, former Bruins seeing that. But the boys came back. They um shouldn't say came back. I mean, they did what they had to do in the shootout. Taylor Hall got the lone goal in the shootout. It went eight round or no, not eight rounds. Eight shooters went, so I guess you can say four rounds, right? Yeah, there you go. Boosy math guy, Boosy, not a big deal. And Taylor Hall scored the lone goal. Um Allmark stopped every single shot. Even even Zegris, the cover boy, Troy Terry, who lit who lit it up last year. I was kind of surprised to see Shattenkirk going for them. I mean, Shattenkirk over I don't know Frank Vitrano, who's got a great shot. I don't know, a little weird, little weird. But that's just I mean, I don't anticipate the Ducks being a good team. They're off to a terrible start, and. It was just a Thursday night in October game against the Anaheim Ducks. I don't know. Not much excitement to it. But the boys did what they had to do. Allmark stood on his head. He got his 30 saves. He stopped every shot in the shootout. And Taylor Hall put the boys on his back and said, let's go, boys. And that was it. That was it. That was the night. And um, I was going to follow that up with something, but I totally forget. Oops, sorry. I'm not trying for some ASMR shit. I'm cleaning off my mic. But hell of a game. Um, not much to say about that. It was, it was, I mean, when I say I'm kind of contradicting myself when I say hell of a game, but it was a boring game. But it was a great dub. It was a great response, I, I shall say, to that, you know, letting it up seven goals against the Senators. So that's what you want to see especially after an ugly loss like that two days two nights prior so that's definitely what you want to see that's definitely encouraging and they're back, basically back on the tracks and they follow that up Saturday night with a 4-3 overtime win overtime win against the struggling Minnesota why did I say the Minnesota 
Jesus, the Minnesota Wild. Fucking A, Boosie. Can you tell it's hump day for your boy Boosie in his mind or somewhere else? Just kidding. I found Jesus. Not really. But here we are. But, oh, another thing I want to know, too, because I will be talking about him. I mean, I basically might as well bring this dude up now because against Minnesota and against the Ducks, Connor Clift, I mean, not only that, he had a great game last night too, against um, again against the Stars. Jesus, I'm blinking on all these fucking teams right now. He he had a great game against the Stars. Dropped the gloves, beat the shit out of Colin Miller, that fucking bum, and uh, he just, I mean, basically what Clifton has been doing to me all season so far. All for, I mean, all season, first seven games of the season, he's been beating me up basically. Because I fucking have trashed on this guy. I'm still not a Connor Clifton guy. I am still not a Connor Clifton guy. But the dude is shutting me up. I mean, you see me on Twitter. I'm I'm eating crow on that left and right. And I am okay with that. I am a okay with that, baby. Because it's it's Cliffy Hockey. It's 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 <laughs> the guy's a fucking wild card. Let's just put it at that. The dude was second. I'm looking at the stats right now to confirm. Yeah. That night against the Ducks, he was second for time on ice. Right behind Hampus Lindholm, and he was only behind him by like 52 seconds, I think, or maybe 53 seconds. He logged 24 minutes and 8 seconds of ice time against the Ducks, and he logged 21 minutes and 4 seconds Excuse me, against Minnesota. That was third on the team against Minnesota, second for D-Men. And it's just impressive what he's doing because and we're down some guys. Carlo came back last night. That's awesome to see. Um, but we were short on the back end as well while Carlo was out. Uh, they put Forboard and Clifton together, and that pairing seems to really be working. I put out a tweet earlier today because moneypuck.com saying best defenseman pairings with at least 50 minutes played together. And... Guess who's in there? Connor Clifton and Darla's dad, Derek Forbort, are right there at number 11. I mean, holy shit. Holy shit. Who who saw that coming? Who saw Forbort and Clifton being Chara and Seidenberg together? I mean, okay, I'm getting way ahead of myself. I'm getting a little too excited, but I mean, fuck. Forboard almost dropped the fucking gloves last night. Clifton dropped the gloves last night. I mean, Jesus Christ. Those two are really working together. And fuck, they keep playing like that. I mean, I'm going to owe Clifton a big-ass apology at the end of the season. Granted, I'm still not sold yet. But, hey, mark my words. If Clifton, I think this is episode eight. If Clifton, so episode eight, yeah. If Clifton, by the end of the season, I'll go back to episode A. Someone can fucking, you know, clip this if they want. I'll go I'll at the end of the season. I will write. I will write it out. I will I will tweet it out as well, but I will read it off as I write because I'll be writing it. I'll read it off on the episode on my on one of my last episodes of the season. And I will write him a formal apology and I will suck his dick because this guy is doing everything right and I'm doing everything wrong by bad-mouthing him. I'm not bad-mouthing him right now, but he's doing a hell of a job, and he's really shoving it up my hoop and just really sticking it to me. But anyways, yeah, he's been logging minutes. Um, it was a little bit of a different story against Dallas. Uh, everyone against Dallas kind of logged the same minutes. 
no one really, I don't know, just stayed on the ice. Basically, Lindholm led defenseman with ice time. No shocker there, but but yeah, the Bruins took on uh, visiting Min- the Jesus fucking Christ the Minis- the visiting Minnesota Wild, the struggling Minnesota Wild. They are, I think, at the time one three and one. And, yep, one three and one They've been struggling. They've been letting up a shit ton of goals. Uh, they had Flurry in net. We had Allmark in net. And Allmark, 18 saves against many. Not the best. Let in three goals. But, hey, he, he did make some key saves there. He was huge when it mattered. And none other than our boy. Well, before I, I was about to say none other than our boy, Taylor Hogg, and the OT winner. Let's talk about big dick Nick Foligno. Big Dick Nick Foligno, let me repeat myself one more time. Big Dick Nick Foligno gets on the scoreboard for the third time this season. He gets his third Gino. Gino, yeah. He gets his third Gino of the season. Um, Fucking snipe. I saw that highlight. Fucking snipe. Holy shit. This guy looks like he's back in his prime. Maybe he wasn't lying when he did that interview saying he's feeling the best that he's ever felt. And he already... He already surpassed his goal total of last season. You love to see that. If a guy like that keeps playing like that, I mean, it's I I I, I kind of crow last week too. But I mean, I'll do a week after week if I have to. It's uh, this guy is this guy's been awesome so far. He and when he's not getting on the score sheet, he's doing everything right for the most part. He's had I, I would say maybe one or two bad games at most this season, and out of seven. So you love to see that. The guy's been <coughs> kind of really sticking it to us. You love it. I mean, there's not much else I can say about that. The dude has been awesome, and it's a and and I am happy for him. I hate his contract. Uh, I've said that a million times. We've all said that a million times. His contract stinks, but hey, he's not going to turn down three point eight million dollars. And what I like, what I like, and what I respect about this is he could have just had that terrible season last year, kind of cashing in. And I mean, granted, the season's still very young, but he could have kind of checked out and just been like, "All right, well, I sucked last season. This is going to be my last season with the team, so might as well just be along for the ride instead of driving the bus." I guess you can say. And um, he's really, he's really helping out that fourth line find its identity, and I'm fucking all for that because. This guy is just, it's the definition of a true veteran leader. This guy knows he had a shit season last year. Not sure what entirely what he did in the offseason, but he obviously fixed some things. He got, he came back in better shape, and the man is on a mission this year. He got, he plotted, potted, potted, yes. There you go, Boosie. Another pat on the back. And uh, he put his third goal of the season. I, I believe our boy already has more goals than Austin Matthews, former first overall pick. I don't know. You hate to see that, Leafs fans, who haven't been too good lately, and they took a big blow on the back end. But Hampus Lindholm scores. David Pasternak scores. Taylor Hall with the OT winner with 10 seconds left. Power play goal. With 10 seconds left. Did you hear that correctly? Power play goal with 10 seconds left by Taylor freaking Hall. Power play goal. That's in a power play that has not. It just hasn't moved the needle. I mean, 
you can't even talk about going six to twelve when the power play happens anymore. You just stay at six, and eh, you know you're maybe maybe halfway there, but maybe maybe half chill. But nothing nothing's exciting about this power play as of right now. Really, they're having a hard time getting it in the zone. Never mind working it around in the zone. But hey, he got his overtime goal. You love to see that. And I think yeah, that was the only power play goal of the night, I believe. Yep, 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 and uh, so that was the only uh, power play goal of the night and ended up being the game winner with 10 seconds left in overtime, and I'll tell you what, if if we didn't score in overtime, and this may be a little bit, a little, holy shit, I'm too caffeinated right now, dude, this may be a little early in the season for me, to be a little excited, confident about all this, this whole situation right now. But I'll tell you what, in years past, when the Bruins have been still tied after overtime and have gone to the shootout, I basically would mark it as a big time L. I mean, I think we can all remember, like Tuca wasn't too great in the, in the shootout, but neither were the Bruins. The Bruins couldn't fucking score for shit. They couldn't score for shit, but also Tuca wasn't the best. But, and obviously, you know, I feel a little bit better about it after Thursday night as well. But if, if, if it went into a shootout, I wasn't writing them off like I used to right away. Um, they got some guys who can put the puck in the net. I mean, again, DeBrusque looks like a fucking different animal. What night was it? Was it, was it Saturday or was it Thursday when he had fucking nine shots on net? Whatever night it was, it was, I, I mean, it was fucking unreal. A guy like that with the confidence like that, I mean, you love to see that. Yeah, it must have been Thursday night. Yeah, it must have been Thursday night because is that the night that he, I don't know why I've, I'm like asking you guys because you guys obviously can't answer me, but I think that was the night when he had that goal overturned by that barely offsides play. Uh, yeah, it was because I remember actually watching it in real time. Um, just confirming. Yep, confirmed. Nine nine shots on net. He had a goal overturn, but he had a great game that game. Um, he's been having a great season so far. Never mind just that game, but <clears throat> I forget where I was going with that, but fuck it. Um, oh, yeah, so. You know, you got guys like DeBrusque who are confident. You have Bergeron. You have Pavel Zaka, who's been looking pretty good. You got Krejci. You got Pasternak. You got guys who can score and guys who can produce in the shootout. I think, yeah, Taylor Hall's Taylor Hall. Taylor Hall scored the long goal in the shootout for us the other night. So guys like that, I mean, fuck, they just continue to impress and make me feel more confident going into the shootout. Never mind how Allmark's playing and... We'll see if Swayman bounces back Thursday night. I'm assuming he's going to be the starter. He's either starting Thursday or Friday night because Friday night you're on the road to Columbus. So he's starting one of them. He's getting back in the net. But I'm assuming it's going to be Swayman. I mean, you would kind of want him to get that confidence under his belt. And at home, a big win against Detroit, who's going to be like fucking water bugs this year, basically. I mean, they're a team not to sleep on. They won't make the playoffs, but they're going to be pests. And uh, to get a win like that, to put Swayman in net Thursday night 
against Detroit and get a win like uh, against that team, a potential win against that team with Swayman in net, that would be a huge confidence booster for him, and it would benefit not just him but the entire team because everyone wants to see Swayman do good. He's a easily likable guy. We you know we all love him. Uh, hope that scumbag Tommy Garino didn't fucking jinx him. Piece of shit. But we'll see. But on to last night's game. Last night's game as I'm fucking recording Wednesday. I don't know why I'm swearing so much. I am just too caffeinated, I think it is. But Tuesday night's game against the Stars. There we go. There we go. Keep it PG, Boosie. Come on. Tone it down. Tone it down. I'm trying, dude. I'm trying. Sometimes when you go solo dolo, you have to have... Yeah, You got to talk yourself off an edge. Ledge. 3-1 win. 3-1 win against the Stars, dude. 3-1 win against the Stars, and um, the Stars have been buzzing lately. I They went into last night 4-1-1. One one. Um, I, I mean, I'm going to try. Ottinger? 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 I'm, I'm not sure, but he's been a fucking stud this year. And he's just uh, so you knew it was a tall task going in. I felt good against uh, with the Bruins, though, just being at home, having Allmark back in net, whose confidence has to be sky high right now. And goals haven't really been a problem for the Bruins, especially uh, even strength, which is bizarre because when, when was the last time we were fucking able to say that? So I just felt good, despite how well Dallas was playing. I was, I just, I don't know. I, I didn't even check the money line last night or anything like that. But I would have hammered the Bruins. Um, uh, I'm kind of taking a week off from gambling, or I, I haven't really gambled so far this season. Early season is pretty tough. Early season is pretty tough. Let's just say if Swayman's in net tonight, if Swayman's in net tonight against Detroit, I'm, I'm gonna, ha- I'm gonna have to hammer the Bruins, man, because. I just think Swayman will. I, I think Swayman will be better. I think he's going to be a guy who is, um, who's just he he wants to be better. He wants to do better. Never mind that it's a contract year for him. So I just think, excuse me, I just think the guy will do better. So we shall see. But yeah, three one win against the Stars. Um, David Pasternak started off the scoring uh, with a power play goal, and I I noted it earlier. Fucking snipe, snipperoozy, snip right over Ottinger's. I'll just say Ottinger's uh, glove side shoulder. I mean, the dude's coming across the crease and he just fucking roofed it, barred down titty. And uh, that was great because I feel like lately on the power play, the Bruins have kind of been standing still a lot and they're just like standing still and passing it around till they finally find an open lane for to get a cross-ice pass over to David Postnock for that one tee. And I just feel like they've been relying a little too much on it. And, you know, they were moving it around last night. I still think they need to move their feet a little bit more once they do get the zone entry and get puck control and get control of the puck. I would like to see that. But Postnock, man, I mean, he – that was – that's that's the Postnock – Pasta knock we know and you love to see that that dude I mean Jesus if he's going to keep putting up shots like that on the power player I really anytime the way he's been playing he already has five goals on the season uh the dude's easily going to net 50 I mean this dude's been on a fucking roll he's been buzzing you love to see that contract year lock that it lock that dude in soon because Jesus his 
his his price just keeps going up. But again, this is a guy who before he signed this contract, he said it's not about the money. He's not playing for the money. So we'll see if he, if he's if if he's still sticking true to that. We'll, we shall see in the off season. But we'll we'll worry about that another day, another dollar. Taylor Hall gets the second goal. Holy shit, my fucking computer froze on me. Taylor Hall gets the second goal. I mean, this dude's been fucking buzzing. He's got four on the season. Pasternak assisted. That second line, let me tell you. The second line, man, it is... It's no fucking joke. Never mind this. Never mind this, too. This The second line, Grizz, Grizz came back last week. I forgot to note that. Grizz came back last week. We, I, If you guys listen to the podcast, you guys all know how I feel about Grizz. I, I, I don't hate the guy. I think he's a little too undersized. I just don't think he ha I don't know. I just he just doesn't really do it for me. I'm more of a Mike Riley guy over a Grizz guy, but Grizz so far, his first three games back, he is really freaking sticking it to me too. Because uh on Taylor Hall's goal, he picked up the assist on that. And he picked up the assist on that. He's I mean, he's averaging a point per game right now. I mean, holy shit. Career year, potential career year, baby. Norris? No, let's not get ahead of ourselves. But he, he picked up his third point of the season on that assist from Taylor Hall. He got the secondary assist. And we followed up with an empty netter from our boy Patrice Bergeron, our Lord and Savior. Love you, brother. And um, it's all around great game, great defensively. Uh, got a little chippy. You love to see that. Love to see some backbone on these fellas. And. I mean, fucking Darla's dad almost dropped the gloves. Connor Clifton fucking reminded Colin Miller why he's in Dallas and not uh, Boston. You piece of shit. Don't touch our fucking guys. Even Connor Clifton, dude. And uh, and that hit that Clifton hit uh, late, that hit that Clifton lift. Oh, Jesus Christ, Boosie. That hit that Connor Clifton laid. Beautiful. He timed that reverse hit perfectly. And that dude, I forget who it was. Uh, if I see the roster real quick, it wasn't Hints. It was, a, it was Faxa. Fa- Foxa? Foxa? However you say. I think it was him. Um, he laid down there like he, he was all hurt and shit. And then it starts getting a little chippy. Guys are, you know, pulling at each other, pushing each other, throwing punches and stuff. And he looks up like, oh, what's going on? Did I get the call? Did I draw the call? Fuck off, buddy. This ain't soccer no more, dude. I know you like to kick the ball around before games, just like every other NHL player. But, buddy, we're playing fucking hockey and that shit's unacceptable. Unless you're in Montreal where they fucking love that shit. Those fucking fake fans. I don't even know what I was about to say. Fuck them, though. But yeah, all around great game, great game from the boys. Um, kind of, I'm, I'm not really gonna. I, I won't lie. The, like the last three games, I haven't been able to pay too much close attention to. I've been a busy bastard, I guess you can say. A stressful time of the year for me. I've been so, kind of been all over the place. Um, haven't really been able to pay attention to the Bruins as closely as I liked. Um, but, you know, it's a long season. We're only seven games in, so I ain't worried about it, baby. But, yeah, Grizz, he's really shutting me up. Um, I, That's going to kind of do it for me wrapping up those three games. You guys all watched it. I mean, if you guys were listening to me, you guys saw the games. You guys saw what I saw. I will say, I mean, if if we have to touch on it real quick, Stanika sucked. I'm so Okay. I wasn't going to talk about Stanika this episode. He wasn't in the notes, but now he's in the fucking notes. Stanika, baby. How many chances are we going to give you and you just continue to prove us wrong? 
he's just not grabbing it by the fucking balls and saying this is my roster spot I'm gonna be an every night player an everyday player and he hasn't done that um I get it man you're you're coming in kind of cold you're young you're a young buck you're coming in kind of cold and there's a you feel a little bit of pressure to uh impress your coach and teammates and all that because it, it was your first game of the season and, uh, you know, you want that roster spot. So, yeah, maybe you're gripping the stick a little too tight. Maybe you're, you know, second-guessing yourself out on the ice. Totally understandable. But at the same time, you're a professional, man. Everyone wants to rip Cassidy for having a short leash on on Stanika. But maybe Cassidy wasn't wrong with this guy. And I will say my brother, my brother, I, I've defended Stanika. And I'm like, okay, he's developing. He's going to get better. My brother, from the moment like he saw him, he's like, this guy stinks. This guy stinks. He doesn't have one good quality about him. And it's true. He doesn't He doesn't have a great – he doesn't – like, he doesn't stick out. A.J. Greer has a great shot. He puts some fucking power behind that. Um, Stanika, he's not a phenomenal skater. He doesn't have a great shot. He doesn't forecheck phenomenally. Like, there's not one thing about his game that he really – like, that sticks out to you. And I think that could be a problem going forward with his development and stuff. Um, I'm trying to find it. So Stanika, he he played against the da- uh, the Jesus Dallas, not Dallas, uh, Anaheim Ducks that night, and he only logged eight minutes of ice time. He had four. He he had two four penalties, not four penalties, four penalty minutes. So he two penalties. He was a minus dash one baby, and uh, he only got eight seconds of power play time, and he. Somehow got 22 seconds of shorthanded time on ice. That was probably... Actually, no, that wouldn't even make sense. Yeah, it just wasn't the best game. Um, basically, Monty said to him, like, hey, like, keep your head up. You're going to have bad nights. Just be ready for next time. But does there need to be a next time? Are we at this point with Stanika where put him on waivers and find someone claim him? Because what's his trade value at right now? The Bru... Other teams are taking notice around the league and seeing how he's playing and whatnot. And it's, they know the Bruins' hands are tied because I'll talk about this shortly, but Marshy's about to come back. That's a roster spot. And the way Felino's playing, you don't, you don't try to send that guy down. And maybe you do a paper transaction for a day or two, whatever, but you don't send that guy down the way he's playing because he's playing far better than Stanika. And, I don't know, me at this point, do you just like when Marshy does come back, do you send Stanika down? Do you send him down in hopes that he doesn't get claimed or do you try to trade him? Um, not only that, you do have to clear some cap space too. I don't, he's not necessarily the guy who's going to really clear up the cap space to him. I still think, especially with the way Grizzly has been playing since he came back. I, unfortunately, I think Mike Riley's going to be the odd man out still, but we'll talk about that another day, another dollar when that day comes. Because I mean, even that night, dude, Mike Riley didn't even play that much. He had the least amount of minutes, um, against, uh, against the ducks and whatnot. So He's not imp- he's not impressing the coach either it seems and uh, it is what I and I think he was health bombed a week or two ago whatever, but yeah Stanika man I I'm kind of done with the experiment with him I know there's a lot of Stanika lovers out there everyone loves Stanika and he's one of these guys that kind of impresses you during the preseason at times or I remember not this past one not this past one but the year prior 
he had a great preseason and everyone was ready to fucking jerk him off because he added all this muscle. He had a great preseason and he lays a dud in the regular season. So maybe Cassidy was onto something there. Uh, he just doesn't really do it for me. I'm kind of over the Stanika experiment. If he proves me wrong, like basically Clifton has been doing all fucking season so far. So great benefits the team. I would love to be wrong. Um, former second round pick too. So like, you don't necessarily want this guy to be a bust. not saying he's going to be a bust, but it sounds like he's just going to end up being a bottom six guy. If he ever finds his true role on a team, Bruins or not. I, but for me, I'm kind of done with the Stanika experiment. If you can try to trade him away and maybe get something for him at this point, I'm all for that. I would hate to lose him off waivers and not even, I mean, even if it's a fucking seventh round pick at this point and, it would suck if he you trade him for a seventh round pick and he thrives with someone else, but maybe that's what the dude needs. Maybe he needs a fresh start. But I also said that about DeBrusque and look at the season he's having. But long story short, I'm kind of done with this Stunika experiment. Um, I shouldn't say experiment, but how many chances is, is this dude going to get? I It's just, I'm at my ends with it. Like I, I just, he, he does nothing for me. I know a lot of people like him. Um, that's great. I'm sure he's a great guy, but I just don't see him being a guy that helps this Bruins team do anything this year. Um, because I think uh, who Lauku, who just got sent down, I think he provides more than what Stanika does. But his contract is unfavorable compared to compared to Stanika's because he can clear through waivers um, with his two-way contract and whatnot. So I'm done with it. That's really it. Sorry, I wasn't really going to bring him up. But in a topic I did want to bring up because I did just mention him, Marshy, baby, this is Wednesday. We are talking about Wednesday, October 26th. And our boy Marshy practiced on the first fucking line today. He's been he's been out there with the non- uh, playing in a regular uh, practice sweater and the dude's been buzzing and um, and Montgomery had a uh, basically said like I don't expect him to play tomorrow I don't expect him to play tomorrow no he's ahead of schedule he's going to play before Thanksgiving as you can tell he's starting to look good out there and I'm just going to kind of it's kind of a four minute clip kind of it is a four minute clip uh, I won't play it all but I am going to play a little bit of his um of uh, his media today after practice. I'd like to see 63 tomorrow. That'd be a month, a month, it'd be five weeks out of uh, schedule. Um, I don't expect him to play tomorrow. No, he is. He's ahead of schedule. He's not, he's going to play before Thanksgiving. As you can tell, he's starting to look good out there. His timing's starting to come, but <clears throat> you know, that's uh, for whatever the doctors have said, like it's hard to push that beyond a certain limit of your, If it's his decision or my decision, yes, it is. I'm begging doctors every day. Will he travel again? No. No. He's not traveling. You mentioned knowing Chris like a long time, right? Going back to USC and Denver and BU and whatever. So what were you most eager to, to coach in terms of getting your hands on him and, and, and learning what kind of well, I, 
I think, um, one, at Denver, we recruited pretty much small defensemen that could move pucks. You don't have All right, so that that was basically it. Um, sorry if you didn't really hear the questions being asked. Neither did I. But, uh, yeah, he's ahead of schedule. Um, you'll probably be seeing him before Thanksgiving. This is a surgery that he might feel great and all that. I mean, you saw him dancing and shaking that little fucking booty over at Tukarask sweating this offseason. He looked great there. I'm sure he was hurting the next day. But And he's practicing, and he's not holding back. As you've seen reports, he, the dude is fucking buzzing out there. And uh, that, that's definitely encouraging. But this is a surgery that you don't necessarily want to rush. Uh, I mean... It's just play it safe. What's the rush? The boys are playing great right now. Yeah, I get it. We're very eager and excited to get Marshy back. Don't get me wrong. I would fucking love to see him play tonight against Detroit, but realistically, it's just not. It's also not the right decision. There's no reason to rush. You got this hot start. You're treading water right now. You're doing a great job. All things are clicking right now, so... And I'm sure he's eager to get back. And you know how Marshy is. The dude's a fucking gamer. But there's just, I, I just don't, no. It ain't happening. But he, the, he, you heard him say he's basically five weeks ahead of schedule if he were to start tomorrow. Maybe another two weeks I can see. Another two weeks at 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 the minimum. I don't see him. I, I, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But I, I don't want, necessarily want to see him back earlier than that because we need him for the whole season. We don't need him to come back for a game or two and then re-aggravate something because a game's a totally different situation. You got guys, and especially the way Marshy plays, you got guys who are going to be targeting him. You got guys who are going to be targeting him, and and the way he plays, he, he relies on those tight turns, those hips, and you know he's got to lay hits too. Never mind that. He's got to block shots as well. But there's going to be big-ass defensemen. Obviously, uh, the dude's a short king. Average king, I would say. 5'9", average height. Fuck off. There's some big-ass defensemen out there that will fucking uh, say he fucking plays against Detroit tonight. He's got that dude, Cider, who's, what, 6'5", 6'6", on the back end for him, who's a mean bastard. Nope. No thank you. Keep practicing. Keep rehabbing. I'll see you. At the minimum two weeks, and I'll be a happy camper. If he comes back before then, great. But to play it safe, I mean, you heard him. If he plays tomorrow, he'd be five weeks ahead of schedule. What's the, what's the rush? Like I said, no rush, baby. There ain't no rush. So we'll see, but that's definitely exciting. Uh, McAvoy's out there practicing in a non-contact jersey, so you love to see that. Grizzlick hasn't skipped a He's been buzzing since he came back, and he came back a little early too. So credit to this fucking uh, this um, the 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 Bruins staff, the medical team, and all that because they are they have done a great job with them. And I hope once both the, those guys come back, they stay here. You know, they don't have to deal with any nagging shit or whatever. I hope they stay here, and everything is all you know. We don't have to worry about injuries because typically when Marshy. Is playing, you have to worry about him being suspended, not injured. Knock on wood. Um, so hopefully he doesn't take another suspension this year because technically he'd be a repeat offender with whatever he does. And hopefully he doesn't aggravate the injury that he's rehabbing from. Uh, same with McAvoy. McAvoy, I mean, you'll probably see him right after Thanksgiving. A nice 
home, a nice, a, a perfect, say he's healthy and all that and clear to play. I would love to see him play that Black Friday game, baby. Oh, man, the garden would be fucking electric. But we'll see. We'll see about that. For now, back voice practicing in a non-contact jersey. And Marshy, he's practicing at full force, baby. And you're not taking those game time hits like you are in practice. You don't have anyone on the back end who's going to lay a fucking big time hit or, or a cheap hit like these other potential forwards or defensemen could lay on you against whatever opposing team you're playing against. Because there's some cheap bastards out there. You fucking get the Rangers one night. I mean, granted, I don't see Ryan Reeves ever being on this ice at the same time as Marshy. And I don't even see Ryan Reeves being able to catch a guy like Marshy. But, hey, Marshy's head's down, and he gets him with a hit, and he aggravates that injury. Who knows? But, yeah, so that's really it. That was definitely exciting to see as a Bruins fan. We were all fucking – I was talking to my boy, Zach. What up, Zach? And uh, he actually corrected me because I thought Marshy was put on LTIR, so – I thought it was a minimum of 20 games he was going to miss. It was only McAvoy who um, who's put on LTIR. So, and also, you're going to have to work some things. You're going to have to figure something out when Marshy does come back. So it gives, it does, you know, you wait two weeks. It's going to give um, Sweeney some time. And I want to get into this another episode, but Sweeney, uh, another guy who's kind of been proving me wrong. I, I, yeah, I, we can all fault him for a bunch of stuff sure you if you want to nitpick but the dude i you're 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 seeing his trades are fucking paying off dude his trades are fucking paying off i guess i might as well note this real quick i think i have it somewhere in here but this dude um so he's his signings have been iffy yes we 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 know that but his moves have been great uh, my boy Steven, uh, at Captain Patrice, I kind of, um, on Twitter, uh, great dude, great follow, follow him if you're a Bruins fan, uh, great, great dude to interact with, but I saw him reply to a tweet, and he kind of noted, uh, some trades that, some trades that Sweeney did make, um, that have been phenomenal, he, um, he notes his top three were Lucic, well, Steve, that's what Steve said, his top three. Um, Lucic trade was huge when including, you know, the Jones trade. Uh, Coil for Donato in a fourth massive dub, which I agree with because Donato hasn't done shit in a fourth round pick is a fourth round pick. Lazar, I mean, this one's the best of all. I would put this one at numero uno uh, right now. Right now I would uh, just because of the price. Lazar and Hall for Bjork in a second. Bjork got put on waivers last week in a second round pick. It is what it ain't. Former first overall pick, and I think Lazar was a first round pick as well. And you got Lazar for two solid seasons. You you got Hall for that solid season, uh, half a season. What? So you got Lazar for a season and a half. You got Hall for, and you you signed uh, Hall to that extendo. And I mean. By the time possibly his contract is up, when I say his, I mean Lindholm. When Lindholm's contract is up, you could possibly be saying that was a really good trade because I feel bad for the guy, um, Vakaninen, or some guy I used to play hockey with would call him Vikanen. I don't know why, but I thought it was hilarious because he couldn't pronounce his name. Um, but Vakaninen in the first, yeah, that that, that kind of sucked to trade that first-round pick, but it wasn't necessarily deep 
first uh it wasn't necessarily deep draft this year i mean we'll talk about it down the road but i don't want to see him trade a first round pick this year but anyways that's his that's a story for a different day, baby. But this Lindholm trade could possibly be one of his best trades as well uh, by the time everything is said and done. But we shall see. But uh, I'm glad I saw what Steven tweeted. Follow him at Captain Patrice. If you don't know how to spell Patrice, you ain't a real Bruins fan. I'll tell you that much. There's your hint if you want to learn how to spell Patrice. Yeah, I and I agree with him. Some fucking great trades. Uh, great traits. And... Um, I kind of forget why I started talking about Sweeney. Oh, yeah, because Sweeney has to make some trades and all that. So maybe he'll finesse someone and or maybe he'll finesse someone and get a decent pick for Riley or someone because he's going to have to clear cap space before. <coughs> Woo! Before Marshy comes back. But I'm fucking dying over here. Ah, So that's going to wrap it up, folks. Another great episode of Only Bruins brought to you by your boy, Downtown Boosie, presented by Black and Gold Productions, LLC. What up? What up? Again, anyone wants to join me, shoot the shit, talk some Bruins hockey, have some fun. You can chirp me. Tell me what I can do better, What, whatever. I don't know. Fucking you, you can bitch at me for all the swearing I do. I know I swear a lot. Uh, Gail has kind of called me out for that. and I'm, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Sometimes I get overly caffeinated, overly hyped. Because this Bruins team is a fucking wagon, as I swear again. But who can blame me? I'm excited. I'm fucking jacked up, baby. And the Bruins ain't skipping a beat. Take the Bruins tonight against Detroit and take the over. I don't even know what it is, but if it's six or six and a half, hammer the over. Bruins puck line, money line, whatever you want to call it. Duh, baby. And I'll take them against Columbus, too, because they just got butt-fucked by fucking the Arizona State University Coyotes. You love to see that. How's that signing working out for you over there, Goudreau? But ladies and gentlemen, thanks for coming back for another great episode of Only Bruins. I'm your host, Downtown Boots, and like I said before, I'll see you guys possibly later this week, maybe next week. I will see you guys shortly, though, baby. Make sure to follow me on Twitter, at OnlyBruins1, to stay up to date with the show. Give me five stars wherever you listen to this podcast because I would mucho appreciate though this. Thank you. Stay cool. I love you all. Late night. Come home. Work sucks. I know. She left me roses by the stairs. Surprises let me know she cares.